Are you looking for a place where real life and God meet? Well, then welcome to the Jesus Chicks podcast. Melissa and Nikki tackle real-life topics with a Jesus flair that is certain to keep you laughing and praying all at the same time. Good day to you. It is Nikki and Melissa, and we are back for another day of a fun-filled podcast. And today, my friend and I are going to speak on something that we are calling Leaders and Feeders. Leaders and Feeders. Oh, this is going to be a good one. We have to not step on any toes here because we've both been in that moment of being a feeder and a leader and a taker and an eater and a give me it all Uh and then give it all away. Absolutely. (laughs) And you know what? I think any, I think all the time, everybody is both a leader and a feeder. Yeah. Because only, you know, smart leaders are always being led by somebody else. Uh, It doesn't matter. You're never too, you're never too big to be led. I always think about John Maxwell. He would always say, um, true leaders learn from everybody. They learn from the three-year-old in the room. They learn from the, you know, corporate executive in the room. They learn from the top of the pack to the bottom of the pack. Right. And, um, you know what? So I think if, if we're wise, we always talk about leaders and with the insinuation that leaders are leading the feeders you know they're feeding the sheep whatever that looks like but at the but the truth is leaders got to eat too that's right and so all the time we're smart if we are leaders and feeders yeah at the same time i agree you know i think that um one of the things i was sharing with melissa a few minutes ago was that when i was in a management position as a head of a team um and I was able to take a team of 20, 30, 40 people, and we had a, a goal in mind. <clears throat> I would make out a plan, <laughs> because my plan's always the best plan, right? <laughs> we are the best planners ever. Oh, we are. We are. And then God goes, yeah, girl, sit down. You're in my way. <laughs> so I would make out this plan, and on paper, in black and white, it looked great. Well, and don't you do that all the time? I'm the I'm notorious for creating a plan and taking it to God and saying, "Here's what we're doing today, Lord. Just let let you know. Yes. You know, could you get in line now? Yes, yeah. I'm leading the train. Right. You know what? And usually, when I do that, that means He's behind me, and I don't mind God being behind me to per, in protection, but I really need Him to encompass me. And nine times out of ten, in Nikki's world, I need Him out leading me um, well, and going. Girl, ten out of ten times. Follow girl, let's this be honest. way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. Yes, ten out of ten. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing. If if God is behind you, you can't see what he's doing. That's you can't so see where he's going. You can't do anything. But I will be honest to say, listen, I have been the drum major in my own band. <laughs> and God has been the, tr- the tuba player in the back for all too often. <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear this. No, weird noise come out of the tube and you go oh oh yeah that's you got back there oh excuse me that wasn't you know? the trumpets <laughs> it wasn't the trumpet blast we're all waiting for. no no you know? no it but, was the tube of but god it, going girl pay attention <laughs> but that's true i mean it's true yeah especially for um you know go getter kind of people get her done people um and you know p- people who like our plans and we like to we're visionaries and 
<clears throat> we're all the things, you know, but we, we can too often be the drum major in our band with Jesus playing, with God playing the tuba on the back row, <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, and can y'all just give y'all some heads up in case you're thinking about that kind of a band? Uh, it's the wrong formation, friend. And even if you turn around from the head position to look at the t- the tuba behind you, I promise you, you will end up on your behind. Yes, every time. <laughs> every time. Every time. Little grass stains on your rear end, <laughs> knees, grass stains on your knees because you should have hit your have, knees instead. <laughs> have a little road rash everywhere. Uh-huh. And, and it's it is true. You know, we can get that leadership position. And God God's called us all to lead. Yes. He's called us all to lead somebody, right? You know, most the first person he's called you know, the first person he's called us to lead is ourselves. Yeah. You know, can we lead ourselves to him? Thank you very much. Uh but you know, I think it there's a leader in all of us. And uh and and so we all have that aspiration. You know Satan's best plan is to distort everything. Absolutely. Like he takes just enough truth to make it sound right and then he twists it so it's just downright wrong. Yep. You know, and while he's placed a leader God's placed leadership gifts in us. Uh, you know, Satan is like, Oh yeah, you're the big you know, you're the head you're the head honcho. You everybody ought to listen to you, everybody ought to do what you say, everybody ought to get in line with your plan. Everybody ought I mean he's And all, we come into agreement with that. Oh, we do. And we're like, That's the best idea I've heard all day. That must Golly be a God gee, word. That must be a God moment. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it you know what it does? It makes our flesh feel so delighted. Yeah. You know? Oh, look at me. I am all of that in a cup of tea. Good golly. And it always makes me wonder when I get in those moments that I always want to stop. And nine times out of ten I will. I want to stop and go, okay, this feels good. And God wants me to feel good. God wants us all to feel great within his glory. But then I'll always stop and go, is this you? Lord, (laughs) give me a sign. But you're a really smart girl if you stop and do that. I usually want to stop and say, can we get us, let's snap some pics here. Yes. (laughs) Let's let's post some goodness out there on that social media so everybody can see how great I am. Like, oh look, let's stop and take the picture. And you know what? It is, it is Satan has led us down the primrose path of self, 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 self. Oh lord! And look at me, Here look at go. me, look at me. What about me? What about me? What about me? You know. Yes. And listen, y'all. That just you'll lead yourself right into the ditch. Oh, every time. Every stink. Every time. My my worldly um, thought of myself growing up for umpteen years, decades, was literally expect the worst, but pray for the best. And I thought about that for a long time once I found Jesus. And I thought, here I am in a moment where I am calling myself a leader. Uh-huh. And I had a position with work where I was a leader. and and But I would expect the worst. And hope or pray for the best. Well, but what I what I was doing there was setting myself up for the worst. Yeah. Because yeah. I was in expectation <coughs> of it, which makes absolutely no sense. Looking back on that now in my walk with Jesus, I'm like, well, no wonder why you ended up where you were because you expected that and you marched right into it. And so as a leader, I think it's so important that before we do anything, whether you have a business, is it a God-filled business? Do you start every day and make God your CEO of your company? Um, are you a leader in your house with your family? Because that's where it starts, as far as I'm concerned. It starts with us, and then it comes into our family. For sure. For Absolutely. Sure. Um, are, you, um, do you, are you an employee? Well, you're leading somebody there in that position. Yeah. Are you a mother, a father? You're leading somebody. Yeah. We all have the ability 
and the desire to and be and the requirements and the requirements to be a leader. Yeah. And so I think that when I look at that now, I am an expectation that God has given me everything today that I am going to need. And the things that I'm going to learn along the path is only going to make me a better leader. Right. And so those trials, those errors, sometimes fleshly errors that I create, it gives me the opportunity for God to say, okay, we're going to refine this. This might hurt a little bit. The flames, you might feel the heat, but it's not going to blister your skin. Right. I'm going to burn these chains from you. And you're going to walk the way I have called you to walk. And those times aren't always the funnest times. Yeah. And I, you know, I think I found myself, and you probably would <clears throat> agree to that too, that I found myself in places where I have been, uh, where I've led people in a bad way, you know. Mm. And I think emotionally unhealthy leaders are absolutely the worst leaders, right? Um, <clears throat> because you lead them to where you are. Yeah. Right? You lead them to right where you are. If you are insecure, you lead people to insecurity. If you are... Um, unhappy, depressed, disorganized, that's where you lead people to. You lead people to where you are. And so learning to become an emotionally healthy leader uh, starts with leading yourself into emotional health and learning how to, you know, be the best version of yourself and let, allowing God to heal the wounds in your heart. Because uh, then you, if you don't, here's the thing. If you are leading people and you haven't allowed God to heal the wounds in your own heart, you are bleeding all over, you're going to bleed all over people who didn't wound you. Your blood, not Jesus' blood. Yeah. And, and it's learning to, to say, hey, I'm constantly growing as a leader so that I have something to feed, right? Am I feeding you my insecurity? Am I feeding you my disorganization? Am I feeding you my anger, my frustration? Or am I feeding you things that are going to help you become the best version of yourself? And I also think, you know, a lot of times as leaders, we find ourselves in the place where we lead selfishly. I need my kids to, I'm going to lead my kids to be obedient children because people are going to look at me and think I'm a good parent, mm -hmm. right? If I have, if I have obedient children. Now, my children may grow up and say, you're the worst mom I've ever, you know, you're a terrible mom and I'm broken and I'm, I'm in a mess and this, I mean, every kid needs therapy, let's face it. Every kid needs, every kid needs therapy. I agree therapy. with that statement. <laughs> I, but, it, but by the same token, let's just put the, the other end of the stick, uh, you know, the other, let's go to the other end of the stick. And that is, you can't blame your parents for your problems all your life. Right. At some time, at some point, you got to take responsibility for your own problems. And it's, you just can't blame your parents for everything. Yeah. But learning to be a healthy leader comes from first being a healthy feeder. Absolutely. And go ahead. I was going to say, Melissa, you know, when this year, when you and I spoke at the conference um, in Arcadia, Oklahoma, and you gave a message about spoon feeding a Christian and how we all come in and, and we are hungry, you know, for the word of God. And there are those times that as a leader that we need to feed those babies coming in mm -hmm. and we pick up our spoon and we feed them the word of God. And occasionally, God will pick up that spoon and feed us as well. Well, he always does. Not yeah. occasionally. He always does. Yeah. And I think the most important part of that, Melissa, is that you spoon-fed me quite often. <laughs> um, there were several people within my church, um, within the coffee shop that I now work in occasionally, that fed me with their spoon. And then God said, here's your spoon. Yeah. 
pick it up. Right. Feed yourself. And eventually he says, uh, let's transition from the spoon to the fork and knife. Like, yes. come on, let's get to the meat of things. And yes. I think, but I do think for good leaders, you have to start as feeders. And then you have to always recognize you'll always be, good leaders are always feeders. Yes, and I think that we always need to be fed. Yeah. And it starts in the Word. Right. In the Bible. And there are, God gives this beautiful gift in friendship, mm-hmm. in kinship in Christ, that there will always be that person that where I'm like, God, I think I've heard you. And he's like, girl, I'm going to send somebody again to tell you what <laughs> I've said over and over and over again. And he will. And then I'll go, there's confirmation. Yeah. You know, um, it's kind of like that smack in the back of the head that God goes, Okay, you didn't hear me again, so here I'm going to send you somebody. So then that feeder becomes a leader, and then the leader becomes the feeder. And it's like this beautiful circle of how God feeds each of us through each other, through that kinship of Christ, and how to be a good leader, we have to be fed by God, fed by others, and then we get to give away what we've been given. Absolutely. Like, I mean, like that is the most succinct way to just sum up this whole podcast. Like, we could hit, we could hit done right now. And if people would just grasp onto that concept of it is this beautiful symbiotic relationship between God, ourselves, and others that causes us to grow and causes us to be able to help others and lead others. And, you know, the beautiful thing about the body of Christ is there's always new people joining. Yes. There's always new people joining. There's always somebody uh, behind you in the process. Yeah. Right? And and I think, you know, I love this all the time because we're always talking about how, um, you know, you should be leading somebody as we're talking about leaders and you know there's always somebody behind you and but I've also heard people say oh you know new believers probably shouldn't teach a lot of shouldn't teach other new believers because you know it'd be the blind leading the blind they'll, they'll go off into the ditch you know and I think that there's there's some wisdom in saying you know be careful who's feeding you mm-hmm. make sure that they're actually feeding you the truth but there's no junior holy spirit no right and so whether you've been a Christ follower for five minutes or 500 years, everybody has the same Holy Spirit. That's right. And whether you're a child of five or you're a, a, an adult of 95, everybody has the same Holy Spirit. And so I think a lot of people don't start leading other people to Christ because they, they buy the lie that says, I don't know enough. I don't have an answer. What if they ask a question I don't have an answer to? So I can't lead anybody to Christ. And so I don't ever get out, just make the step out and say, hey, can I share my faith with you? Um, because they're afraid of not having the right answer for somebody's question. Can I tell you, I've been doing this for a long time. And there are still questions that people ask that I'm like, you know what? I don't know the answer to that question because I don't pretend to know everything. Yeah. And and it's okay. I'm to the place where I'm okay with the fact that I don't know everything. And I'll say something like, you know what? That's a really great question I don't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm going to go look for it and see if I can come back and find, if I find it, I'll come back and tell you or, and I'll go ask people or I'll go back to the word or I'll see what, you know, whatever. But I think a lot of people don't start leading and they always live in the feeding lines of other people because they're afraid of not having the right answer. Yeah. I, there was a, a friend of mine that, um, she has been in a church for, uh, the same church for almost 20 years, she said. And she has held the same position of volunteering in that same church 
since the second year she was there. So she said, I just don't feel fulfilled in that position anymore. And I kind of giggled. And she goes, what's so funny? I said, why do you not be, why, why do you not feel fulfilled in that position of volunteering at right. that church? And she said, I just don't feel appreciated in it anymore. Oh, so that's why we were doing it? And I said, well, there's the problem. <laughs> if you were doing it for accolades or for appreciation to man, then you've lost the leadership role that you have taken mm -hmm. in that volunteering of that position within your church. And she looked at me and she said, I don't know whether to be offended or have an aha moment. I said, choice is yours, leader. Be both. Yeah. You can, you can yeah. actually have both. Yeah, you can go on and be offended, but then you're going to have to listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you yeah. on that. And and as Melissa knows, I I do. I'm trying. I'm working on coming with grace when I come to people because I am a in-your-face. It rolls out of my mouth before I can even think it through. And I've asked God, you know, Holy Spirit, just really be present in those moments. And in that moment, I didn't feel convicted of myself that it was my words. It just came out. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't feel the need to apologize, you know, for that. Instead, I prayed with her. Yeah. And so as a leader in Christ, and that's where this podcast comes down to. Yeah. We can be a leader in the world. We can be, we can lead nations. We can lead um, a government. We can lead a a business, we can lead our families, we can do all this, but the very bottom line is, are you a leader in Christ? Because all that other leadership is going to fall Yeah. every time if we don't go back to being a leader in Christ. It's going to burn up in the, in the end anyway. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you were talking about leading, um, you know, I had somebody tell me a couple of weeks ago, Melissa, you're a sledgehammer. <laughs> like, it's like, dang. Like I've worked a lot on, you know, my delivery, <clears throat> excuse me, of how I say things and, and trying not to, not to, you know, fire hose everybody and not, apparently not sledgehammer people. Um, and I think that, you know, there's, there is some importance in how we deliver those kinds of things. The truth of the, the truth is, is, is hard, but I think sometimes not only do we have to be careful about how we say it. But then I think the person who's receiving it has to be wise about how they receive it, you know. Uh, maybe it hit you hard because it was true. Yeah. Maybe you felt like you were being sledgehammered because it was true. Now, maybe the person, maybe, you know, maybe I was too harsh. Maybe I should have, you know, figured out a kinder, softer, more gentle way to say things. That's um, Steve's job. That's, yeah, Steve, he wasn't with me. Yeah. Yeah, God I, damn didn't, it, Steve. I didn't have him there to smooth it over for me, but that is his job in my it life. Is. Um, but, um, you know, I think, I think it's two sides of the same thing. Like you didn't feel the need to apologize for no. telling her, Hey, listen, this is an area where you're just, you just have a wrong mindset. Right. Right. Like, uh, sometimes people correct me. Absolutely. I have a friend who corrects me in love so beautifully, but I can tell you, I walk out feeling sledgehammered, right. you know, because it's that my heart is so desiring to do what's right that sometimes when you when people point out like, hey, you know, mm, that might not be the best way to do that, you can still feel a little bit like you've been cocked on the head. Yeah. I go back to that time. Every time I talk about this, I go back to the time that, um, you know, I've, I've said a million times, um, I am that holy 
child of God, but I've got that hood side in <laughs> from the south side of the kingdom. And I was sharing with Melissa one time that um, somebody, a friend of mine, had made a statement, and I said, dude, I will take you to the feet of Jesus. It might be in a body bag, and we'll resurrect you just so you make sure you understand. And we laughed. I laughed. He laughed. But then I walked off, and I told Melissa, I said, I feel... I felt bad about doing that, and I called him later, and I apologized. And he said, no, that was funny. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know I'm funny, but thank you for that confirmation <laughs> anyway. But you said something to me, um, and, I, and I still hold on to it, that when I shared that with you, Melissa, you said sometimes in the delivery, we lose the meaning mm -hmm. of what God intends for us to yeah. give. Yeah. And I thought about that, and I thought, you know, Nikki, there's a time to be funny, but uh -huh. then there's also a time um, where the word, his word, not my word. Yeah. Uh, even though the, in the Bible we talk about raising the dead. Come on, Lazarus. You know, we yeah. can yeah. We'll raise you up. Um, my name is not Jesus. Right. <laughs> and although I have an authority given to me by God. Yeah. Um, that authority is not to spread distastefulness of God. Yeah. And so being the face of Jesus, I really need to be reflective of that. So that sledgehammer moment where you walked off and I was like, man, my gut, you know, and I thought, I feel sick at my stomach. <laughs> and then it came to me, well, that's because it's the Holy Spirit leaping inside of you from rolling in laughter because now you finally get it. Yeah. And yeah. so ever, and that was probably two or three months ago. Yeah. And I thought, and I have been so cognizant since then because that sick feeling mm -hmm. where I really thought that's the Holy, that's the feeling of the Holy Spirit rolling in laughter mm -hmm. inside of me. <laughs> okay. You got a sick stomach, but that's not that. It's, it's really the Holy Spirit just yeah. rolling inside yeah. of you uh, because it made me even, and I always say the words you speak will prophesy your tomorrow. Oh, and for so sure. Speak clearly as though Holy Spirit right you've gotten out of his way and he can come on through you yeah. to say what needs to be said so I love that you're a sledgehammer because <laughs> I'm a mini sledgehammer yeah, in yeah. the kingdom and so you know I appreciate that but not all not, people will yeah. and I think it's you know listen uh, first of all I have uh, on occasion since I've known you said I will take you to the feet of Jesus in a body bag. Um, I, have, I have occasionally used that really amazing line because I think it is sometimes very perfect. Yes. It's super funny. But, um, you know, it is, you got, the other thing about leadership, uh, you know, is you got to know your, you got to know the feeders, yeah. right? You got to know who you're feeding, right? Like know I your can, crowd. You got to know the, you got to know the audience people, you know? And yeah. I think, and I think sometimes, um, you know, we, as as well as we try to do it, knowing our audience and saying things in a way that people can hear them. I'm I'm a huge, huge, huge proponent of you can say whatever you need to say as long as you say it in a way they can hear it. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh. And no. So, but you got to know your audience. You know, you got to know who you're talking to. What can they hear? What can they not hear? Uh. And and being really smart about how you how you phrase things, how you deliver things is super super important. And um, every once in a while, I forget to read the audience, you know, or sometimes I and I think sometimes I give uh, people more credit for being uh, bigger than they are, smarter than they are, more mature than they are. And sometimes I do that. And, and listen, 
I am the first person to recognize that a lot of times I can be like drinking from a fire hose. You know, I can I can just <laughs> hose people right on down, not with 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 the best intent, right? With the best motive in my heart, you know. But I just get excited, and then I just uncork the whole thing, and it just explodes all over everybody. And I've I've really that's one of the things I've worked on a lot of years in my life is learning how to deliver messages that are. Um, palatable for one thing, but are also, you know, something that's a bite-sized they can bite. You know, it's yeah. like how to eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? But you can't feed an elephant, you can't feed a baby a whole elephant at a time. Absolutely. And so know your audience, people. Know your audience, yes, right? Absolutely. If, if you need to be taken to the feet of Jesus in a body bag, know your audience, you know. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Nikki and I are experts at that. Yeah, we are. Sledgehammers and all. <laughs> we'll sledgehammer you into a body bag, cart right. you off to the feet of Jesus and <laughs> yes. say, look what the Lord has done. Yes, you know? <laughs> deliverance. <laughs> you know, I think it's so important, Lisa, uh, Melissa, that um, that as... You have um, focused on that in being obedient to what God has called you to do um, in knowing your audience that when when we don't know our audience, then that is a learning moment for us and God is feeding us in that time. Yeah, for sure. And so we're learning at all times, which makes the best leader, you know, that I don't want a day where I ever not learn about something that God has in store for me, that my eyes be open, my ears can hear, that my mouth is shut, which is not an easy one for, for me. Real. <laughs> for real, that is an issue. But it's like... My eyes usually shut because my foot is in it. <laughs> yeah, well, I have this image of like God's hand over my mouth mm-hmm. and him like kicking me in the rear going, keep going, but move forward, but Shut up. You know, just keep moving. (laughs) Shut up and march. Yes, shut up and march. (laughs) And so I think there are those times where as leaders, we lead. Right. There are times as leaders, we feed. Right. There's times as leaders that we feed others. Right. But there is never a day where God should not be leading us and feeding us and pouring into each of us before we march out there and become the leader that he's called us to be. That, my friend, is why we're wise leaders and we're saying, that's where the period is. Thank you, Jesus. We're done here. (laughs) We have done our work. Thank you very much. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, Be sure, never miss an episode of the Jesus Chicks because you just never know what's going to happen. We don't either. We don't either. So (laughs) you're in great company. So we will see you on the next go around. Thanks for joining us for the Jesus Chicks podcast. We hope that it's made you laugh, think, and pray. This is that time when we ask you to do three simple things for us. First, if it's the first time you've joined us, would you hit that subscribe button? That way the latest episodes will be in your feed. Second, would you take a minute and give us a five-star rating? It helps so much. And finally, would you share this podcast with your friends? We think they'll like it too. Until next time, keep life real and Jesus in your heart.